anxiety is a motherfucker. Anxiety will have you thinking about things that don't even exist or have things living in your head that ain't really living there. It starts with that dang insecurity, right? Because I start overthinking. And when I start overthinking, I start thinking like, maybe I should have done this or maybe I should have done that. What if I would have said this? What if I would have said that? But that's why we got each other because we kind of pull each other back in from like, it's okay. I know what you're going through today. Fuck you too, but I still love you, bitch. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is someday. This is your girl, Kiki J. And this your girl, Tierra Day. And this your girl, Nisi Baby. If you don't know, now you know. Today, we are covering mental health in the Black community. So, we want to get pretty candid about our take on it, where it comes from, and a little bit of our experiences. So, the first thing we got down here is where does mental health come from? Yes, definitely. And I can start on that. So, everybody's mental health issues are definitely rooted in some sort of trauma, right? It's based off of the experiences that you go through in life and um, a lot of people don't acknowledge it but right now especially the generation the era that we're living in especially in the black community we definitely have uh, a lot of experiences that could have caused some type of trauma in our lifetime definitely and um, that was me CB just in case you guys don't know Um, this is Kiki J my uh, my take on that is uh, from the beginning, like she said, where it starts from, as a black community, we got so much against us already that from a child, we kind of build on that mental stress, that mental breakdown. And we just don't know. I would start with poverty as one. And how most of us, where we stay at, we started with roaches and rats and, you know, living on dirt roads and everybody got stories, you know, of how it was. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. And all of that takes a toll on your mental, your mental stability. For sure. Can y'all hear me okay, first of all? Yeah. yeah. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Um, well, my take on it is that it definitely starts within the household and how you grow up and your relationships with whether it be your immediate family members, friends, or whoever whoever it is you dwell with. Because from there, you kind of learn your basis of how to maintain a relationship, how to maintain your own mental health and how to balance it and how to kind of navigate through whatever it is you're going through emotionally. Um, So, for example, if you were reared in a household where um, communication was very strong, you guys are very open, y'all talked about everything, you had a very good emotional support system. You know, you might navigate through this world with more balanced mental health, whereas maybe things like this were like a taboo in the household nobody really addressed what one another was going through or learned how to communicate openly or was shut off or was feeling neglected or whatever the case may be 
I think that is what the what the most important thing is with um learning how to navigate through being black and having mental health issues of any sort. That sounds great to hear, that. And um, I'm kind of trying to throw our names out there because we're doing this with our voice and I want them to know the difference between, you know, all of us. So they learn our voices, you know, Kiki J, Nisi B, Tierna, this is them. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of want to throw this out there, y'all. I know it's kind of like off topic. Well, it's not off topic, but it's probably not written down on the there for us to talk about, but I kind of want to throw this out there because I said from the beginning it started. Do do you guys remember um, in school that there was a counselor in school? Mm-hmm. Yep. What was their job? Do anybody... I, I never... I don't know what they were supposed to be doing. I don't know. And maybe that is what they were supposed to be doing talking to us, seeing how life is going, trying to see, but did any of you guys, you know, have any communication with one? In high school, yes. Um, there was one time. But other than that, I didn't know what them counselors was there for, to be honest. I, I just assumed they was getting free money because only thing I heard them ever talk about is what's your class schedule and what do you want to do and where what college you want to go to. Ain't nobody else talk about anything else. Do anybody know what their job was supposed to be? Because I, I technically, I, you know, I'm not trying to go down on them because I don't know what their job was supposed to be in the school. But when I hear the word counselor, I'm like, okay, they counsel a child. You know, they go through the year by getting to know the children that are in there. The ones that need a little extra time, they spend more time with during the year. The other ones, they just get to know them, send them on their way. Anytime you need anything to talk about, come to me. You know, I can help you. That type of thing is what I would think in my mind their job would be. Maybe it was, but maybe they weren't looking for, and I'm going to use myself as an example, maybe they weren't looking for a kid like me. Because I don't know I don't know what their job was. I've never gotten a chance to speak with them other than what's your next step in class and a, a time that I'm going to keep private in, in high school. Other than that, they never really communicated with me, but I was definitely going through a lot. I was actually very depressed and even a little suicidal. But not once did any of them come up to me and say, hey, I noticed these signs. Are you okay? So, you know, maybe they didn't expect it from a kid like me. And maybe they were doing their job for the kids that they did catch. But to be honest, I really don't know what their job is supposed to be. I definitely think that they were there for an emotional resource, but we was never really encouraged to go to them unless it was more of a thing with, oh, you had questions about your classes or your schedule or your school setup. At least for me, that was my experience because every time I would think of some sort of a counselor for school, it would be related to like classwork. Oh, I have a question about my class or I kind of want to drop this class or I want to add this class. Mm -hmm. It was never for anything else. Wow. So maybe that's what their job was, because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's what their job was. Their job in there was to counsel you around the school to classes and stuff. It's not really to, you know, think, well, if it's not, I think they should have a therapist in there to start from when you are young to be able to narrow out kids, even if there's more than one, 
uh, therapist because it's a lot of students, but to be able to narrow out kids and not to only, not the ones that they only look at and be like, oh, they look fine. Because like Nisi B was saying, they probably looked at you and was like, oh, you look fine. No, no, no. I don't want nobody in there that's looking at you and think you look fine because the person you looked at, I've, I've heard plenty of stories of people suicidal and um, they looked at fine, you would never thought and went home and did something to their stuff, you know? So I may be wrong about what their job is, but I think there should be one starting from the beginning to get to the bottom of this mental health. What do you guys think? Um, I feel like what is the requirements for that at that point? Because you're talking about a high school where you know the amount of no, no, I didn't say high school. I say start from the beginning. I need you in the elementary school. I need you to start from the beginning because that's in the beginning is where that mental health start kicking up. It don't start when you just get high school. It's stuff you deal with from a child going all the way up. When they say childhood trauma, you carry that with you. Yeah, I definitely agree with that point that there should be one in there because I feel like, and I feel like there should be multiple, and each of them should have like a class or a student, uh, students are supply um assigned to, because there is a lot of kids, but I feel like each kid should be talked to at least once or twice, not even just uh these kids look like they need help. You know what I mean? Like each kid should have a sit down with their counselor, especially knowing that those services are available to them and being able to just talk about everyday life because at some point in everybody's life, they they felt down in everybody's life. So I feel like that is definitely a good idea to have one in there to help evaluate the kids. There are a lot of things that should be in schools that aren't, but there should be one of those. Okay. Well, um, Back to the mental health thing because I don't want to get off subject and get into school because that'll be a great conversation for us too because I know I get into it. But I definitely think from the beginning is where it start and that's where it start should start getting the help. Okay, so the next uh, my my bad I didn't mean to cut you off. Was you? No, I was. Go ahead. I want you to. <laughs> okay. So our next segment is pretty much touching a little bit about our experiences without getting a little too long with it because you know we probably can go on and on and on and on and on and on. Okay. You're right. But um, maybe from when we started to see the signs in our own mental health and when it was time to take action. Nisi, baby, you want to go ahead and take the lead on this one? Sure. A lot of things are happening um, along when I was young. My mom definitely did her best. And trust me, she did a great job. I feel like I'm a good person. But there's definitely some mental health things that she definitely did incorrectly. And she and I, we've had, well, I don't really think there's a right or wrong way to parent. But uh, she and I, we've had our multiple discussions and whatnot. But one of the biggest things that used to get me is, like, the name calling. Um, from a young age, she used to you know, call me names, and it's because she thought that stuff would motivate me. Oh, if I be down on her, she'll try to do better so I wouldn't be down on her anymore. So already that was kind of like a little narcissistic twist in, in my lifetime. So growing up with that, and I was, you know, a little bit bullied in school, when I got to about high school, ninth grade, that's when I really was like, well, even in middle school, no. And when I got to middle school, that's when I was really feeling it. And that's when I was like, okay, I got to get some help. But the worst part about it is 
you know, when you're a child and nobody's really noticing them signs or nobody really pays attention to you. Like, even when you go to try to get help, you don't really get help. You know, I went to my mom and, you know, she might have told the teacher that I was being bullied. And I said, oh, we'll keep an eye on it. And nothing else ever happened. You know, I tell her I'm feeling sad. And, you know, she'll say, you know, that's just how you feel. And go turn yourself around. Got to pick yourself up. Got to make yourself happy. And it's like, how do you do that? So since middle school, I've been feeling that way. And that's when I was really like in high school when I could do something for myself. That's when I really started uh, going towards it. But even I, still back then, didn't even know what was available to me and what I could use and how I could get through it. So I guess that was my initial times. Well, what would you say um, needs to be is three points that you would give the people um, from your story on how you did and how you're still now getting over that mental um stress or that mental um problem that well I'm not gonna say mental problem Lord Jesus but you know (laughs) who would you say is three points that you would give people so three points I would give people specifically from my story is uh basically find your group of friends that you could just talk about anything with uh, y'all know how BGT got started. It was me and Kiki just expressing ourselves on all the stuff that was going wrong. You know, we were just talking and, and you know, we had each other to use as an outlet. So first, find you a friend that you could do and be that with. Um, the second, I would say, is find something that you're good at. When you're doing something that you love to do or you're doing something that you enjoy, a lot of times you're forgetting about all the negative stuff. Find something that makes you happy, an activity or something that you can build off of. Um, And the last thing that I would really say specifically that I did is, in my own little ways, I did find my help. I did see a therapist for a little bit. No, I'm not still all the way right, but those are things that I'm working on. And I also uh, started doing shadow work, and this is recently shadow work to just kind of weed out my own problems and my own insecurities and try to get down to the deep root of where that emotion started uh, for each each individual section or portion of my life. Okay. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> I do. Definitely. Definitely some um, good points. Tierney. Oh, it's my go. Okay. <laughs> Well, I would say that it started for me like during a time where I feel like it was the most transitioning that I was going through um, between becoming a young adult and now, which was probably my college time. You know, it was my time where I was out on my own and I was the most independent. I was doing my thing or whatever. And I feel like for me, it kind of required having some sort of sense of self, which I didn't have at that point. You know what I mean? I had a really hard time with connecting with other people and finding what it was I love, even though I made it to a level of my life where, oh, you're supposed to know what you want to do. You're supposed to know which direction you're supposed to be going, what you want to start doing for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? I had no sense of that at all. So here I am navigating what was like my mini adult world lost, not knowing, not knowing how to connect. 
you know what I mean? It's like what Nisi B touched on, you know, finding you a group of friends that you really connect with and you can vibe with on, you know, levels where y'all really are connecting. I didn't really have that. I didn't really have that because I had no idea who the hell I even was. So how do I know how to find my tribe, so to speak? So from there, um, when I realized that it was really a problem, you know, I really started having these ideas that I had no place on this earth. I had no purpose here. Um, you know, I was just in that dark of a place, um, which I feel like we all are here for some sort of reason. So if you're at a place where you feel like you don't even belong here on this earth as a human being, there's something deeper going on. So I feel like it takes a level of self-awareness if you don't have those people to bring it to your attention. Oh, you're you're acting different or something is wrong. And these are things that I would see in other people, too, where I didn't really know how to approach it. I would make it about me. I would be like, oh, they acted funny towards me, and they changing, and they was like this one day, and then they just switched up on me. When sometimes we got to kind of look at it from, okay, they could be going through something else. And I didn't really have that perspective. And I actually just posted a video on my YouTube about that, about really becoming self-aware and really paying attention to what's making me tick, what's making me sad, what's making me happy which sometimes can cause another level of anxiety. But, I mean, it has to be kind of done in moderation, I feel like, at least for me on a personal level. Um, Again, if you don't have those people to kind of remind you, like, you know, hey, you know, you good, I'm here. I didn't really have that. So uh, at that point, that's when I knew that it was it was something deeper. So do you feel like you found... Um your a piece of your tribe or that your tribe kind of found you a little bit or how do you feel like it's going with that situation um I feel like it's still kind of a process you know what I mean because I'm getting a lot better with myself but I'm still kind of coming a little bit more into myself to be like hey you know what maybe they're part of my game maybe this is a part of my tribe you know what I mean in which Mm -hmm. I feel like us you know the three of us I'm starting to feel that way, but I have my anxiety too. I do. They still get in the way. I ain't gonna lie. Anxiety is a motherfucker. Anxiety will have you thinking about things that don't even exist or have things living in your head that ain't really living there, if that makes any sense at all. Nope. I know. <laughs> know the feeling, girl. I'm still struggling with that. That's why I asked that because I want the people to know how real we are. Do y'all think we perfect friends? Like we always been through everything. Like no, no, nah. we fell out. <laughs> we have fell out. Oh, we have. I can't say this whole yeah. sometimes, but a lot of times it's because of what's going on in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I know it is, it's funny, but it's not like y'all have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm laughing, but that's what true. Because I'm laughing because I'll be having whole conversations with myself. Like, is she trying me? Yeah, she bitch, she's trying you. I'll be having to bring myself back. Like, shut the hell up. Who are you talking to? Oh, really? When when did you have that moment, Miss Nisi, baby? When was that? Girl, all the time. I have that moment consistently with daily with everybody. I'll be asking myself that about even my own child because I'll be looking at him like, dang, he trying me right now. <laughs> then I got to remember that he a, he a child. <laughs> like, I don't know why it happens, but and it happens with everybody. I'll be sitting there having whole conversations in my head. I do that with 
every encounter that I have. And it's here's how it starts. It starts with that dang insecurity, right? Because I start overthinking. And when I start overthinking, I start thinking like, maybe I should have done this or maybe I should have done that. What if I would have said this? What if I would have said that? And then when I do that, I'd be like, dang, how would they have responded if I would have done something like that? And then that's when the whole thing, the whole circle of bull start. And that's when I start like having those conversations because I'm trying to figure out what you would say. So I pretend like you saying it. And then I'll be getting mad. Like, she didn't say that. It's a problem. Yeah. But that's why we got each other because we kind of pull each other back in from like, it's okay. I know what you're going through today. Fuck you too, but I still love you, bitch. That's how it is someday. Forget that what I still love you, bitch. I'll call you later when I ain't mad. <laughs> yes. But now I want to give my story. Um of how mine started from the beginning. Okay, girl. I, um, thank you, girl. Um, I would say all the way from the beginning with me, it started as a child, and I feel like I didn't notice it starting so much until I got a little older because I didn't, I, I knew it was happening, but I didn't know what was happening, you know? And me, when I was younger, starting out with the situation of, I wasn't raised by my mom or my dad. I was raised by my grandmother. So I felt like I wasn't wanted by either of my parents. I'm used to the stereotype. Like I was going to school where they was like, okay, my daddy ain't around, but I got my mom and stuff. So as a child to, I'm raised by my grandmother. Not that it was a bad thing. I love her to death and she did her best by me. But it was like, dang, I don't have either one that, you know, wanted me. It kind of pulled me down as a child to start from there like "Mm, how wanted am I how worthy am I because they didn't want me but as I got older I started understanding more I started you know getting past that but started from there then like you said I got bullied when I was in elementary school too um I also felt like I didn't have you know, friends like that either. My friends kind of, the three friends that I do have, I cannot remember fully like the day we said, oh, you're my friend. It just like, it was just like, we looked at each other and we just knew we was friends. Like it was just, oh, oh you're, that's it. You're, you're part of Girl, it. you're my friend now. Okay. Okay. You, you with it? I'm with it. Okay. We down. So, the mental, the mental down, the down um, spiral that happened with my um, mental stability really started as a child too. I could see that. That's why I say everybody. We just might not think about it, but it does. And when we talk about this mental, it has nothing to do. I want people to know that right now. We is not, oh my gosh, over here so depressed that we don't, we hate our life. We ain't different. We happy. We love us because we know where we're going now. We have found our end. So we won't want y'all to think that what we're telling y'all we went through is what we continue to go through. Now, when you find out what you go through, you stand up and walk out. of it. It's not perfect. We have our times during the week that we got to call each other or we ignore each other. But don't look down on us for this situation because we're telling y'all this. So you'll know that we recognize what you're going through sometimes. Don't let it keep you down. Like, fight out of that. Do something better. Like she said, find your talent. Let me get my three things. 
my three things I would have to piggyback off of both of y'all when it came to finding your tribe. Man, it ain't nothing like my girls. It ain't nothing like my girls, uh, and I only got three. And it ain't nothing like them. If I can't call one, I could call the other. If, if even if I just need to sit on the phone, we could just sit on the phone for an hour, not even speaking. We doing this, you doing this, but we feel like we there and connected for each other at that moment. So that's number one for me. Two, again, I will have to piggyback off of Shanice because finding your purpose is everything. I think that's what we are meant. To be here for and I think Tierra and they kind of touched on that too we are all here for a purpose when you find out what that is and start going into it there's nothing else that's going to make you happier than being in that purpose and number three for me would be learning to love yourself learning to love yourself Cause that mind a trick you and make you think that you less than you're not pretty enough you're not you can't do it you meant to stay in poverty you meant to have that mental state that you're in and love yourself know who you is know what you're fighting for know what find out what your purpose is and follow that those would be my three things how do y'all think somebody learns to love themselves? Because somebody can hear that and be like, love myself, but I don't love myself. How do I do that? I don't even know because I'm still learning. I'm, I've started a journey of loving myself, and I feel like right now, what that kind of means to me in this moment, loving yourself means when you can look at your mirror your mirror or you can look at some of your traits and your talents or you can look at some of your skills you know you're doing something you just like damn girl you good you know what i mean like it's like a it's like a feeling good about yourself just like we do for each other when you find that person that you truly love and you look at them and you be like girl you beautiful boy you you know you handsome you sexy you know what I mean? Like, building yourself up. We don't really do that for ourselves. We're usually really hard on ourselves. Especially, uh, we are our worst, we're our own worst enemies. We're harder on ourselves than we are on other people. When you can look at yourself and be like, yeah, well, I'm good. I feel like that's when you're really coming into your own within loving yourself. Uh, yeah, and, you can, and that's kind of what your tribe kind of helps you. Because when we did our makeup and everything for our first show for Big Girls Tea, we we know that we hard on each other, so we fed off of that. Like, girl, you know, Nisi B looking funny. Like, girl, I used to right. Like, TRNA, that lipstick is popping, bitch. Okay. And we used it to Girl, that booty big, Kiki J. What the oh, fuck? You said that. Let me <laughs> yes y'all but I definitely think that mental health in the black community really needs to not be something that people are ashamed of getting help going to a counselor I went to one it is a good thing or get somebody even your tribe can be your counselor talk to them just let it out don't hold it all in and for loving yourself start with saying some affirmation get up in the morning Hey, I love this beautiful face. I mm. love, you know, this body. I love 
my brain, you know? That was a good one. Yeah, definitely affirmations. Just just saying those kind of puts it in your mind. The more you say it to yourself, the more you're going to believe it. It's like in everything, we believe what we hear. Tell yourself that you're worth it. And that on that tribe thing, definitely find you one. Because we, the good thing about having friends is be, they're there for the better and for the worse. When you're telling them about some of the stuff you're, you're going through and you're telling them about, about your, your own decisions, your own personal stuff, they'll let you know, like, girl, you tripping. Calm that down. Sometimes you need that, that uh, what is it called? That tough love. And the only way mm-hmm. you're going to get it is from somebody that really, really love you. And then you also got to remember not to push away those people. Because when they give you that tough love, they're doing it out of love. They want you to be better. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that's how pouring that tea into each other. You know, I'm trying to find out what we're going to say to kind of hashtag her. But we pouring that tea into y'all life. Is it something <laughs> you got your cup? You got your cup. For real, though. This is some stuff that we still going through and learning ourselves. So we is giving it to y'all like, hey, this is nothing but love for big girls' teeth. Exactly. So I know that like Shanice touched on a little bit um, when she was telling about her experiences with how she recognized her mental health issue. But like, Key, what do you feel like when you started coming into yours? How do you feel like it related to being black because I know Shanice touched on hers and you know how things went in her household Um, well being black I think the biggest stereotype I was trying to say um, I probably went all over it is that a lot of people grow up without uh, both parents in the house but you don't it, it affects you it does affect you a lot of black people want to oh it's okay don't I, for for instance, my grandma used to tell me as I was getting older, when I started caring more about my dad and stuff and how he, you know, felt about me. And he, she was like, you know, you're getting older now. Don't let that bother you. You shouldn't be bothered by that. And it doesn't matter how old you get, guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old you get or when you... It's all about when you get to be able to let that out and know that, okay, that hurted me to not feel, to feel like I'm not wanted. So that's the thing in the black community that I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, it shouldn't matter. It does. A a daughter's first love is supposed to be her dad. I don't know if people know that, but that's a true statement. If you don't got a dad around, what's your first love? This ball had a boy that I dated and gave me a child and they didn't do nothing but give me problem. Exactly. Do y'all want to hear the story of Kiki J starting at 16? Ooh, Thank you very much. Break them off then. But before that, you know, yeah, I feel like we do. We look for that when we lack that in growing up. We look for that in other places, looking for that that daddy love. They call them daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need this from my daddy. So he might be able to do it for me. My daddy didn't give me this love. So this man going to be able to give me this love that I was lacking. Um, I didn't have that reassurance in my household type thing. So I'm going to get it from him. Mm-hmm. And people want to pick at that like that's not real. That, you know, that daddy issues. Are... Yeah, put that back. I'm on the phone. That they got um daddy issues. It's not real. Oh, people just want to blame it on this and that. 
No, it is. It means something. It really does. Same thing with men and their mommy issues. Oh, ho, ho. boy. True that. They might be the worst. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, on both ends. Very prominent. On both ends. When you lacking yeah. that love that you were supposed to get in the household, yeah, <laughs> by a cycle, you're going to go looking for it somewhere else. And then if that generation is passed on without that love, your son or your daughter going to be looking for that love of somebody else that they didn't get in the household. Mm-hmm. Generational curse. Exactly. And it just keeps going. That's the worst part about it. It keeps going. You got to gotta dig deep mm-hmm. and kind of fix those problems. You got to learn what's causing those problems in the first place and try to root it and fix it because it does really continue. And it's not easy. It's not easy. We can all contest that that it is some hard work. It takes you out mentally and physically sometimes to try to get over some of that thing sometimes. For real. For real. And I feel like it's all connected. Like, your physical, your spiritual, emotional. Man, that's a motherfucker trying to get a more balance. I'm still trying to do that now. Mm-hmm. This day. Like I feel like my spiritual is getting there, but the emotional and physical kind of lacking. They be all over the place, girl. <laughs> For real. Mine too. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. So what advice, our last thing, everybody, um, before we get off, what advice well, what's last thing would you tell everyone when it comes to what we talked about today? What would you say last words for mental health and the black community? Uh, I would say do your part to break the stigma. You know what I mean? Especially in the household. Because again, although it starts young, before we even go to school, we growing up in our household. We're building our relationships with the ones that we live with, the ones that we love, the ones that we closest to. So do your part to break the stigma of mental health. If something is wrong, let somebody know. Even if the people in your house can't do anything about it, seek help. If you notice it in the people that you love and the people that you household in the household, speak up, say something. Because keeping it inside and inside and inside is why we have kind of like this cycle that had. I mean, it's it's breaking a little bit more now as we're becoming more aware of it and spreading the word. But it is still kind of a stigma in in certain places. So I guess my thing would be speak up and do your part. Act on it. Facts. That's your words for Nancy Beachy. Uh, From Sierra Nay, she poured that tea into y'all life. Okay. Drip, drop, drip, drippity, drop. (laughs) (laughs) Nancy B? Um. I feel like Tierra and A said it said it all. The only thing I want to add to hers is like, I, I definitely want to say this specifically to the fellas, like, you know, get out of the mindset of, you know, it ain't thug like or it ain't cool or it ain't it ain't good to deal with your problems because, you know what I mean? Oh, you gotta show out for your boys or show out for the streets. Get out of that mindset. When you're in the mindset of living for other people, when you're in the mindset of living for the streets, when you're in the mindset of doing your stuff for other people, you're never going to get to where you need to be. Whether that is your purpose, your goal in life, or even just knowing yourself and getting rid of some of the issues that you have with yourself. 
and then you're passing it on to your kids. For sure. Definitely that. Yeah. You definitely needed something for the fellas. Yeah. Yes, definitely, definitely. Did y'all get that tea, fellas? <laughs> y'all can see. Niggas act like they too hard for <laughs> tea. Yeah. Nah. Nigga, coronavirus, nigga, coronavirus. You need <laughs> this. We try to make you live. Girl, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I gotta drop some sea moss in there to get it right, but we gonna Ooh, get I thought you was gonna say sea mon. <laughs> That's anyway. what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> sea moss. No, we don't want that. That's what I Sea moss. That is the healthy thing that everybody's been on this trend that everybody's been on with the health from Dr. Seavey's. I hope. See moss, everybody. <laughs> you see what they mind that <laughs> And me, I would have to just piggyback and add a little bit more to what you guys just said. Um, definitely do not let because um Tier, you said to let somebody know in your household. Sometimes it be your household that you can't get it out with. Sometimes they be like, Oh, you'll be all right, go sit out to wear or you know. <laughs> You, it's it's just something you 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 okay? It ain't that big of a deal, so don't give up and be like, okay, since they said no, that that's it. Try to get it from school or a friend and talk to, but don't let it, don't let that mental drainage take you down. Like you can do it. Fight back. Find some tribe. Find somebody you could talk to. There's somebody. So, I just want to add a little tea, maybe a little, tr- you know, a little sugar cane, a little sugar <laughs> drop to it. You gotta have the whole tea. Tierra was the actual tea. Mine was the sea moss, and hers the sugar cubes. <laughs> that part. Sugar cubes. Listen, we putting it all in your life. Health and some little sweetness. We putting it all in there. <laughs> For sure. So we want to thank you guys for listening to BGT Big Girls Tea Podcast. We trying to find our way through it. We love and appreciate you guys for sticking in there with us. Um, we gonna hear more from us. We ain't going yes, stop. and we'll have videos coming soon. We just coming. having some technical difficulties. <laughs> yes, you know well, we trying. We had to come know, through with know. the content, y'all. We had to get y'all something to sip on. Exactly. Listen. We showing y'all we own this. We trying to get it to y'all however way we can. Amen. So this is your girl Kiki J. Your girl Nisi Bay Bay. And we out.